Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's episode 26. Is 26 anything? 26. And then 26 is one of, one of those sort of nothing numbers, isn't it? It's 20, 26 is a... Um, it's a pretty good age. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, I think I had a good time at 26. Oh, oh, I had a very good time at 26. <laughs> um, I couldn't do it now, of course, but uh, <laughs> back in the that's, day. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> of course, couldn't get away with it now, but um, <laughs> but of course, back in the day, a very different <laughs> time. Do, do you think people can say that kind of thing now without any sinister implications? Because they used to be able to. Until yeah. like the 1970s, the Jimmy Savile. The, the oh, yeah. I mean, the way sort of boring old men say, uh, <laughs> well, uh, it's between uh, you, me, um, you, me and the de- um, Deep Blue Sea, what, what uh, happened uh, in, the, in the 80s. <laughs> and then back in the t- day, that might have sounded charming or mysterious. But now it's like, oh, you did something illegal to someone. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, you either... It's one of the few situations where you're talking to someone and you think, I really hope you're just talking about cocaine. <laughs> yeah best case scenario yeah. is a class a drug there's not so many scenarios where you think fingers crossed cocaine <laughs> and not you know murder or assault um one of the scenarios is when you're doing cocaine fingers crossed <laughs> this is cocaine <laughs> <laughs> i don't have my mobile lab with me yeah god um we're close to the end Philip, of the fringe. We're near the end, bum bum bum, of the fringe, this weekend, the end. Nice. Thanks. I mean, I rhymed end with weekend, which is a bit of a cheat. It counts. It counts. It counts. Um, but we had um, we had an evening recently, Pierre, that uh, <laughs> less, uh, less spoken about the better. <laughs> now, nah, we just had a gin party in the flat um, with the bigger trolley of gin that we were gifted. We had so much gin, gifted. That's a new verb, gifted yes. to us. And we were trying to come up with um, Chinese gin uh, puns, and someone pointed out, I don't know how we missed it, Xi Jinping. Yeah, obviously it was right there the whole time. So we had a Xi Jinping party in the flat, and it got loose, baby! It got loose! <laughs> um, oh, It was really fun. I mean, yesterday, which was the day after, I was sad and tired mm. all day long. Yeah, um, But we had a really great time. Uh, thanks again to Edinburgh Gin for giving us all this gin. Um, however, with the gin trolley, they also gave us a little um, little book of uh, inspirational quotes. Yeah. Um, the the title of which is "You Are So Awesome." So it's quite an irritating book. On the back, it says, "Be a voice, not an echo." <gasps> yes. Good advice. This inspirational little book is packed with uplifting and positive quotations to spur you into action and give you a high five. <laughs> also, uh, I, I must point out, you are so awesome on the front cover. Awesome is in gold, mm-hmm. and you are so awesome is in white. Because awesomeness is golden. <laughs> Let nothing stop you, and nobody knock you, because you're awesome, and don't you forget it. Now, the problem with little books like these is that a lot of people are not awesome. Some people are destined for nothingness, or even evil. 
So don't tell people they're awesome when they're not. I'm, 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 I've spent most of my life being anything but awesome. Also, uh, a lot of the kind of people who, who think that they're awesome, they don't need encouragement. And the people who don't think they're awesome, this is not the way to happiness, is it? This is not going to help. No, they won't believe you for one. This isn't the path to nirvana is what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm just opening a random page. And uh, the quote here is, The dreamers are the saviors of the world. What does that mean? It means uh, don't bother um, um, building uh, toilets in the third world. <laughs> as long as you dream... <laughs> Just have a big, saving the planet. Just have a big dream. <laughs> what do we got, Phil? Um, we've got th- that's by a guy called James Allen. Not sure who James Allen. James Allen. James, just come. Oh, we've got one here by Kanye West. Believe in your flyness and conquer your shyness. Thanks, Kanye. <laughs> 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 Hang out with Donald Trump, and don't be down in the dumps. That's his other quote. A guy called Terry Gillimitz says, climb from the depths of your soul to the heights of your future. Doesn't mean anything. Why, why is there a scale at which the bottom end is my soul <laughs> and at the top is the future? Yeah, so is it, yeah, I guess it's sort of a time-space continuum. My soul is the past? No, soul is, is, is a space and you can crawl out into time. Okay, but... I think, this is, I think that's, it was the plot of Interstellar. Yes, that yeah, yeah. Quote. I'm pretty sure that's where that's Gil- Gil- Terry Gillimitz wrote that. This 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 movie was based on a quote. <laughs> that would be the most honest summary of a lot of movies. Dodinsky says, "Do not doubt the goodness in you." What? Just never doubt that there's good in you. Well, never doubt there's good in you, and overall, with the book, ne- never forget that you're awesome. That you are awesome. Never forget. As if, as if you'd be like, right, time to go to bed. Uh, okay, brush my teeth. Um, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, set my alarm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm incredible. <laughs> Just right before you go to sleep, I'm incredible. Over and over again to yourself. Like, I imagine Gaddafi would do. <laughs> Muammar Gaddafi would just lie in bed going, I'm brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, sure, you, you murdered all those uh, intellectuals, but remember, you are awesome. You are awesome. Don't let your flyness conquer your, your, your shyness or whatever. Big shots are only little shots who keep shooting. Christopher Morley said that. Thanks, Chris. Big shots are only little shots who keep shooting. Big, sh- big um, shots. I think, um, I think if there's one thing the Edinburgh Fringe has taught us, Phil, oh so yeah. is that if you keep shooting... It doesn't necessarily, like, keep, keeping on trying doesn't always work. No, no. Sometimes uh, things will just uh, will just uh, go on uh, failing forever. Yeah. Like alchemy. <laughs> uh, Looks like you found a good one there. No. Oh, no, I was laughing at what you said. Because uh, <gasps> you are awesome, Pierre. I'm awesome, and I'm You're never going to forget it. And I'm not going to let my... Please, sh- don't. Shyness conquer my flyness. Don't wait for opportunity. Create it. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, okay. This is the classic. Okay, this is this Terry Gillimitz guy is um, a real treasure trove of uh, absolute wank. Getting a lot of (laughs) getting a lot of mileage out of Terry Gillimitz wank tank. Dreams are free. So free your dreams. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna look this clown up. Who is this man? What? I, I mean, what else? 
What else is free? Um, pissing your pants is free. So free your piss. <laughs> Licking your own chin is free, Phil. So free your own wet chin. <laughs> Here we go. Terry, Terry, Terry Gillimitz with an I, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Who is Terry Gillimitz? Terry Gillimitz is a quotation anthologist. Oh, no! Oh. Well, so this person doesn't even come up with them. They, they just collect them. They've, they just collect them, and, and clearly she's been so inspired by all the out-of-context bilge that she's cobbled together over the years that she's come up with her own. Terry Gillimitz is a quotation anthologist from Phoenix, Arizona, who's <sighs> collected quotes since age 13. Oh, my God. I don't like that American thing, since age 13. Since she was 13 years old. All that says to me is that she still has the mental age of a 13-year-old. Yes. Her passion, Phil, her passion is sharing literary, inspirational, humorous, and thought-provoking quotations with a worldwide audience via her website, The Quote Garden. (laughs) With a specialty in reviving abandoned literature from the 1800s. I wonder why it was abandoned. Yeah. God, it's just... Her, Her whole thing, her whole vibe is... Collecting the incredible quotes of others. This website is very much... Um, it's charming, but it's it's very much a kind of a, 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 Geo, a GeoCities vibe here. About me. Who Who is this? She's on Instagram. Of course. I mean, these are like Instagram-level quotes. This is That's the kind of true. thing you'd see written in the cursive over a photo of the stars. I was going to say, you need to learn calligraphy just to write this on the back of an old book you haven't read. <laughs> That's why you should learn calligraphy. My God, I'm a word harvester. Oh no, oh. Pierre! Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> She's got her own page on wiseoldsayings.com. Oh, imagine this being your life. <laughs> you live in this world. I mean, surely by all fuck, following this that logic. Yeah, she must be the wisest person on earth. She should be a billionaire yeah. or, or the happiest person on earth or she live should, on the moon or something. She sh- must. She should have by now led a perfect life. But also, yeah, like you say, yeah, if she's collected it all and she knows it all, it's clearly w- not useful. What, why? Because it hasn't. It obviously hasn't yeah. elevated her to any more meaningful in existence. Now, but, but this is amazing to me because she... So she only exists as a person who who collects quotes. Mm -hmm. And she's famous for some of her own quotes. Like a dragon just lying on a bed of quotes. Yeah, (laughs) asleep. But the dragon also mines gold now, I guess. Oh, okay. Because normally quotes are like, hey, do you want to hear what some dipshit said about what it's like to live? Not really. Do you want to hear what Nelson Mandela said? Yes. (laughs) That's yes. Nelson Mandela. He's done a lot of stuff. Whereas she's just like, I have these quotes. And go, what have you ever achieved? I've got the largest collection of quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it's what I mean? Pyramid like, scheme. Is there any other example of someone who can just... just? I guess it's kind of, like, kind of like Kim Kardashian, right? Someone's just famous for being famous. And you go, well, how did you start? Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. It's these, these closed loops. Yes. And you go, but how did you start the loop? <laughs> yeah, how did you jump into the loop? Yeah, just <laughs> and now you're just spinning forever into space. Although, of course, Kim Kardashian is doing it's like, uh, better than Terry Gilliam. It's like watching um, those guys on motorbikes get into the cage. 
into the circular <laughs> cage. It's like, how do you get in the cage? How do you get started? <laughs> yeah, and then once they're in, you go, well, you know, fair play, but <laughs> no, I wouldn't be able to get in. <laughs> yeah, God's, Godspeed getting out. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah, if you get out at the wrong speed, you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, on on one hand, like, I got to respect the hustle, Terry. I respect the hustle. God, uh, yeah. And if you respect the hustle, the hustle respects you. I got that from Terry Gillimus. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite quote is, give Terry Gillimus a hundred pounds. And I think it was Terry Gillimus who said that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun thing, thing Terry Gillimus has said. <laughs> it's just one of her pieces of wisdom. Put Terry Gillimus in your book. And your book will have Terry Gillimans. <laughs> oh, so Terry Gillimans. It's always wise when you say a sentence and then you flip it around and you <laughs> say it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so clever. Yeah, clever. So if you save money, money will save you. I mean, that kind of makes sense, That's doesn't it? And I, I just made it up just then. Phil Wang. But, that, but it doesn't really mean anything. Watch your ass, Terry Gillimans. Wang's pumping out bilge at a faster I'm, rate. I'm just looking around the flat. If. Um, if you drink lemonade, lemon, no, that one doesn't work. Um, open a window, and that window will open you. Uh, okay. See? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. getting somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, put, put food in the fridge, and the fridge will put food in you. Yeah? Yeah. It turns out a lot of relationships in this universe are symbiotic. <laughs> Who, knew? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that interdependence was a thing? That's that's my favorite thing about that. Have you ever seen those conspiracy theories about how there was like a one world civilization? Oh, okay. They would say like, when? oh, there was like one, like in, in long ago, you know? Yeah. And they go, oh, and it was all one civilization. And, 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 they, and then that turns into a thing of like aliens. Yeah. And basically they're proof that every civilization was linked possibly through alien visitors is yeah. just like pyramids look similar oh yeah these guys yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. you just go yeah it's almost as though that's the most efficient way of building Piling building huge stone structures without cement that's weird isn't it <laughs> pyramids weird they didn't build it upside down because that's just as easy with the point a big inverted pyramid yeah <laughs> you fucking idiots god looking out the window now phil it is you know when Listeners, you know when rain is just genuinely a visible white line from the side? Fucking hell. Yeah, it just looks like the world outside has a new wallpaper. Brutal. But it's, very, it's been very brief, these heavy, heavy showers. It's God slapping Edinburgh around the face, trying to snap it out of the fringe. It's just enough to, if you get caught in the rain, fuck you for the day. You're wet all day. You're wet the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're a drowned rat for the whole day. Gross. But anyway, well, um, this we, episode we have Ian Stern. We have a, yeah, we have a wonderful special. This is the second guest we've ever had. This is the second 26 guest. episodes. God, we just have too much of our own hot content. Yes, we are our own closed loop in a way. Yes, we you are. And I. We talk. We talk shit to be on the podcast. And then and the shit talks us. <laughs> and then the podcast allows us to talk more shit, which means there are more podcasts, which means. And this is forever. Well, it, it is self-sufficient because we talk about poo and then the poo keeps us talking, right? <laughs> and then people send us poo <laughs> to, send us to speed the loop up even more. <laughs> this poo loop. This, this poo Catherine loops. wheel of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Catherine wheel. Ca- <laughs> <laughs> yep, we've got a Catherine wheel going here. Spinning up nice and fast. <laughs> and everyone's going, ooh, ah. Yes, we have Ian Sterling, who you might know as the voice of Love Island. Voice he, of Love Island. Love Island. Previously, 
on Love Island. Exactly. I, I thought it was alright. That you know was, it was pretty okay? good. Tonight. Tonight. I, I, I lived with Ian for a few years in London, so I was hearing all that bullshit before everyone before the co- the country did. He'd just sit in the living room and practice. He'd go, yeah. tonight. And I'd go, Ian, stop it. <laughs> You'll never make this work. <laughs> Look after me and the baby. <laughs> and he'd say, no, I'm on to something. I'm on to something. <laughs> he'd go, all these people, will they will live on an island <laughs> and I will make jokes about their bums. And I'd say, you're talking crazy and no one will ever watch such a stupid <laughs> program. And he'd say, they, they will, they will. And I'll do the voiceover and they'll be, it'll be the, the dumbest people in our country with the strongest accents will all live in a sort of three-star Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> and they will fuck each other but you can't see it but you'll get really excited about about hearing these people fuck you can only hear them fuck but the country will be wrapped and I'd go Ian <laughs> you've lost your mind be there with uh, this little paper mache uh, also you're a bit late on the rent do you mind if you <laughs> and, and I'm amazed that it's worked out for him so we'll be talking to him he's from Edinburgh of course so he's this from is Edinburgh his, um, we're in his hometown home turf yeah in his ends yeah yeah well, and there's also some great poo stories from the listeners. Yes, a couple of listeners are um, um, sending some great poo stories. Um, after my show the other night at the Pleasance Courtyard, um, a pod bud came over and said, I've got one hell of a poo story coming. Um, so Nice. So we're very excited to hear about that. I'm, uh, we've met a few pod buds. I met uh, a chap in the, in the street who, who sent a, a message which we'll, we'll, we'll deal with at an appropriate time. But it was oh. heart-wrenching. Oh, really? I, I showed you the guy. He wrote the letter. The letter? He messaged me on Instagram. I'm such a terrible man. I'm not going to give it away just because yeah. you're losing your mind, Philip. I'm losing my mind. Also, but also but it is great because I get to enjoy the story twice. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> yeah, you're like an old guy. You're like when my mum and dad watch Midsummer Murders. <laughs> I just don't remember how it ends. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's been some podbuds in my show who uh, spoke to me afterwards. And it was a real pleasure speaking to you. Um, and I'm sorry if I seemed anything less than excited to meet you. What with having no energy or soul left mm-hmm. after 20 days. Mm. of jibbling about on stage like a big sweaty velvet goon. Jibble, jibble. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enjoy the show. Enjoy! Tonight on Love Island, Jamie discovers a new Higgs boson. Yeah, it's actually a lot easier than you think. Jenny uh, proves Fermat's last theorem. Uh, yes, I just sort of uh, carried uh, the the row and put that over uh, pi to the power of uh, e cubed, and uh, yeah, just the rest. The, if it follows, the rest is trivial. Um, and uh, and uh, Greg from. Uh, Liverpool invents his first ever perpetual motion machine. Lech, you don't need to put any more energy into it. It just keeps going. This should end the energy problem for the rest of uh, time. I've solved it. Tonight on Love Island. (laughs) 
It's Ian Sterling, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming, man. I, I like it. I was saying to you guys earlier, I feel a little bit starstruck. Yeah, do you have any questions for us? Yeah. We thought we'd invite you. Oh, my just God. <laughs> I'm such a fan of your life at the comedy store. <laughs> Thanks, I put a lot of work into that. And um, this is the same street that Inspector Rebus lived on. Yes, we've just found this out. We're living currently on uh, Arden Street in Edinburgh. We won't tell you which number, but Ian's pointed out that it's where a fictional character lived. Yeah, we, it's the Scottish Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, Ian Rankin's creation, Inspector Rebus. Yeah. Well, Sherlock Holmes is also an Edinburgh invention. It was written by uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, based after his Edinburgh Uni lecturer. His, oh, was it? Yeah, his medical lecturer, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Is that why they've got that weird Sherlock Holmes statue in Newtown? Oh, do they? Yeah, they'll be, they'll be yeah, old. Be then. Yeah. And uh, what Harry is it about? Potter? Harry Potter, yes. Edinburgh. George Harriet's school. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's based on. And, uh, oh, is it? And yeah, that's where the BBC that? tent is. Where the now. BBC tent is this year, there's a big posh school, and that yeah. is what Hogwarts is based on. Ah. Yeah, we've got Ian in. He's um, he's the, the country's most uh, popular uh, Edinburgh tour guide. He's done really well. Actually, I've got that's not even my best Edinburgh fact. What is your best Edinburgh? Fact? It's right. There's a statue in Edinburgh called the Greyfriars Bobby. Oh yes, it's a little dog, and the story goes that his owner passed away, and the little dog waited outside the graveyard, yeah. staring at the gates for his owner to return. But he never did. It's ripped off for Futurama, but never mind. Yeah, I think they copied it. And then a junkie ate him, I think, is how it ends. But the stat, they've, they made a bronze statue in the dog's honour, not in the guy's honour, in the dog's honour. Yeah. I know, imagine yeah. being that guy. That guy. He's like the, no, what was it, Robbie from EastEnders? And then he left EastEnders and Wellard, his dog, stayed on EastEnders. Gutting. So the do- the statue was facing the gates of the um, graveyard, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But the pub, the Greyfriars Bobby, got the council to spin the dog around so that when you take a photo of the dog, the pub's in the background. No, is yes. that why he's facing outwards? That's why he's facing, that's why he's got his back turned to the cemetery, like his owner's... The, fi- sort of, the like, final insult. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been waiting for weeks now. That's, like, man, I, I, that, that's just how much power Edinburgh pubs have. To, this is how much weight the, the drinking lobby in Scotland has to throw around. <laughs> yeah, not even the beer industry, just a pub. <laughs> I, I, still, I still can't believe, I still can't believe that there's like late night license in Edinburgh for the whole month of August. Like, yeah. how that got through council. Yeah. Let's have all the pubs open till 5 a.m. for a month. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think they must have just, like, they must have got a, a set of scales. And on one scale, they put a big sack of vomit. And on the other scale, they put a big sack of money. Yeah. And they went, well. Some of this money will be used to clean up all the vomit. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. still a net gain. There'll be some left over for all of you. And they went, yeah. Okay. I'm still waiting for the first story of a guy whose dog dies. And he goes to his dog's grave and sits there until he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Has that happened yet? Not yet. I think those people are sort of taken away to a safe, to a safe place. <laughs> Now, uh, Ian, um, you've done really well the last couple of years. You're, you're, you're wearing successful men glasses right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've bo- I feel like we've both upgraded our glasses in the last couple of years. But um, So I've got these sort of uh, 80s um, serial killer um, navigator, gold rim navigators, which yeah. are sort of in vogue now. But still sort of pretty down to earth, really. You've got 
You've got Hollywood glasses. You've got a thick... I can tell you what they are. They are 70s porn star glasses. Mm. Not my words. The words of Lena Dunham. Whoa. Yes. You met Lena Dunham? No, she wrote an article in The Guardian about Love Island. Oh, yeah. I saw this. She mentioned me. Yeah. I was very excited. Huge fan of Lena Dunham. Yeah. She said he shows up occasionally in a Hawaiian shirt and 70s porn star glasses. And they're these glasses? These are the, these are the ones. These are the very frames. How does it feel to be roasted at a distance by Lena Dunham? It was, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because she's aware of me, which is yeah. cool. But she sort of, I don't know, I don't, maybe she liked the look. It's hard to tell. Well, she's so, she and her ilk are so steeped in irony. Yeah. That is impossible to tell what they You do. never know what's what's true and what isn't the entire time you speak to someone. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, which uh, which actually I think um runs parallel to your uh, narration skills. Yeah. In in Love Island because I think the genius and I I hate using the word genius um with regards uh to a former flatmate but the <laughs> the genius of your work Ian is that you've managed to make a show that many people could easily dismiss as Trivial. Mm-hmm. You've made it not just presentable but enjoyable to those people by with your voiceover, with the ironic. It does he mean this? Does he not mean this voice? Yeah. It gives everyone an excuse to watch the program. Is yeah. he is he poking fun? Does he actively despise it? Yeah, nobody knows, <laughs> and they'll never know. And they'll never know. You'll die. Know. He'll die with you in your grave. Just you, and, me, you your dog. You, your no, dog, in your grave. When when you die, the entire cast of Love Island will wait for you outside the gates. <laughs> They won't, they won't call it waiting, they'll call it a PA. Do personal appearance at the pub. Are you getting a lot of offers for that? Are you, are I've never had a PA. Do you know, So there's a, in the industry, it's called a PA, a public appearance. Right, like being paid to go to a nightclub. So or you whatever. go to a nightclub, there's norm, you get a, normally you get a table, there's like a bottle of vodka or something, and then you take photos of people for an allotted amount of time, depending on how well the, your agent has negotiated the deal. Okay. Yeah. And then you go home. And they'll do like up. Some of them do like three, four a night. Oh man! Just driving to a nightclub, getting photos with loads of random people. Then you go to another one. I saw some footage of one of these in Ibiza because Ibiza has a PA. Circuit, they love it. And it was of uh, Rylan uh, Clark. Is that his name? Yes, Rylan Clark and um, Sophie Ellis Baxter. No way. Yeah, but just like in what looked like it's a normal like partially outdoor terrace bar. That's, that's where and they take place. She's singing Murder on the Dance Floor at 3pm in the afternoon to a bunch of <laughs> fat, ugly tourists. And I thought, God, maybe, maybe some things are not worth being rich, actually. I know. I mean, I just think at what point do you think... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of my lifestyle, but yeah. I don't know how... <laughs> I do like my dignity as well. They're both lovely. It's like, I like... I like an iPhone, but I'm not going to queue outside for two days. Exactly. This is the kind of thing. I like, I like my sunny, rich lifestyle, but I'm not going to sing Murder on the Dance Floor to Pam and Steve from Romford. I mean, yeah. everyone at this table has done a corporate gig oh, yeah. that's been unforgivably horrific. Oh, not yeah, from, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've done my last ever. Not my choice. <laughs> I had two in a row. I told Pierre last time I had two in a row that was so bad. I don't think I'm ever getting booked. For I um, had a panic attack at one once. Yeah, yeah. You had a full panic attack at a at a corporate gig. I had a full panic attack. So what happened was um, there was one in London. There was two. One in London. One in Manchester. And the guy was being. Um, I was met. I was co-hosting it with somebody, and um, the guy was awful. I didn't really want to do it with him again. And they said I looked. 
miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so in Manchester they changed it so that guy presented it on his own and I just didn't stand up which as we all know sounds better but it's so much worse yeah because if you host it you can sort of stealthily do stand up without them knowing yeah throw some jokes in there in between yeah but these are the fire exits and then do a bit of an- yeah, whatever or now he- Jeff needs out oh Jeff needs out hang on a second listeners the dog is being troublesome the, the hound uh, yeah, the hound. Uh, the, uh, Jeff, the dog, it looks like the hound from uh, Game of Thrones. He's um, all burnt on one side and he hates his brother. <laughs> Very placid dog. I like that in a dog. Oh, Placid Domingo over there. I know. Anyway, so long story short, I got asked to stand up. There was these dancing girls who were going to bring me on. They had the like, big feather boas and they were going to sort of you know, conceal me and then reveal me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know. Like at the Great Gatsby or something. And it, the yeah. gig looked really, it was no one's fault, but I didn't like it was going to go great. And I got more and more anxious. And the dancing girls went to bring me on, and I started having a panic attack. Because <laughs> ga- you knew you'd be behind some feathers. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> but the dancing girls were really lovely. They knew me as Ian from CBBC, um, from, from Love Island, not from CBBC. They might know from that as well. From Love Island, they didn't know that I'm also a stand-up, so they didn't think I was having a panic attack. They just thought I was incredibly nervous to do my first gig. Ah. <laughs> so like, dragged me on, like you'll be fine. And then I got to stage, I couldn't breathe. And then I got a man on stage to try and tell a joke while I was because I was just trying to like get my breath back. Yeah, yeah. And then um, already recruiting free help. Oh, unbelievable! And then after about three minutes, I don't feel well. I'm gonna give you the money back. And then um, that gig because of that man. He was very sexist at that gig, the guy that hosted it. Yeah. Um, the Evening News ran an article about it being sexist. They had a photo of me with the dancing girls. Oh, no. And no. then another newspaper got in touch and went, we know Ian didn't host it, but the other guy's not well enough known, so we're going to say that Ian was involved. Oh, no. And, and you're wearing your, up on your, your, seven, your 70s porno glasses as well. I had these glasses on. Lena Dunham was... Fuming. <laughs> At least I think you can never tell. She I got don't a new know. tattoo about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up being discussed on Women's Hour. Oh, really? Good. Yeah, great. Oh my God. Did they name me on Women's Hour? I think they did, yeah. But I, and I wasn't involved in that gig in any way, and I tried to give them out to chat, but they never paid me. They never paid you for it either? No. Well, couldn't you just, like, I don't know, get the dancing girls to be like, no, he had a freak out and fucking left? Yeah, well, then they also said that, because um, I was got calmed down backstage and got to McDonald's and went to my room yeah. and they said that I was drunk and threw up in the green room. Wow. It's really mad. Well, who, who said that? The people that organised the event. Oh, it's just to, just to try and like fucking throw you under the bus. Yeah, basically they said I was drunk, which luckily for me, at some corporate events, that's sometimes I've had a couple. Yeah. Because why else? Not What else are you going to do? But in that well, situation... They offer you drinks. They offer you like to have dinner with them before with wine if you want. I've never understood that when they go, do you want to have dinner with us before? I'm like, no. I think yeah. I've done it one... Did well, you do I did, it? I did one for an engineering dinner in Glasgow, actually. It was really cool. The, the, the Scottish um, Institute of Civil Engineers. Yeah. And uh, we sat down. There was a full like haggis ceremony and Burns poem and, and a sword and shit. And that was fun. That was nice. Did you get on with the people? Yeah, it was great. We, we, I was part of the, the top, t- the high table. So I came in behind the bagpipes with the high table. Oh, nice. And we paraded through the room. And people like had to stand up as I walked past <laughs> in my blue River Island suit. <laughs> That's the sort of status you want before you do a stand-up comedy gig. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. People forced to stand. 
but also like I did that once. I had a dinner thing once where I had to, it was like, but it was like for like a Rotary Club or whatever, like one of those like things, and it was in some village near Nottingham. Mm. It was really like mad, sort of small scale stuff. But uh, it was the sheriff of Nottingham's. It was the sheriff uh, of Nottingham's uh, Rotary Club fundraiser <laughs> for more brutal taxation purposes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was a big dinner to celebrate the the disemboweling of Robin Hood. They caught him, and it's they like really, get over it. Yeah, they, we know they really went for him when they caught him. It turned out. Um, they killed the fuck out of him and it was like when I had to agree to the dinner because the alternative would be to say I'm going to sit in the hotel room you know I'm in down the corridor alone eating nothing mm. see I've got absolutely no qualms about making that very clear that that's going to happen I think I've, I'm there now I'm yeah, there that's now what psychologically I do now. That's what I do now. Yeah. it just takes a while doesn't it and sometimes you agree the bit, um, I once done the Scottish Licensing Awards Ooh. So you can imagine how drunk everyone was. Because oh, every, every drinks company ever wanted to give samples to bars oh, and clubs. Oh, that licensing. Shit. Yeah, so ah. like, yeah, what, did, what were you thinking? Like James Bond license to kill. All right, okay, yeah. yeah. No, I've not James done that one yet. Or like TV licenses. Imagine the TV. <laughs> that corporate, man. That gig's be... cheaper in black and white. <laughs> it's free for old people to go. Yeah, pensioners. <laughs> well, not anymore. Not anymore. Well, yeah, not exactly. Not anymore. <laughs> Discount if you're shooting. Um, but everyone was just, must have been fucking hooned. At and they were so drunk. And um, I went, um, uh, Kate Thornton hosted, who used to do the X Factor before Dermot O'Leary. And then I didn't go on until about half 11. And there was a, just a raffle. And then they just announced my name because they were overrunning so I just walked on after a raffle and I did, only lasted three minutes before they told me to stop talking but it was on my <laughs> contract that I had to speak to the heads of the company yeah. for about an hour afterwards obviously uh. no one wanted to talk to me I didn't really want to talk to them so they had to get some poor like, intern had to sit with me at the gig for like <laughs> an hour afterwards having drinks this drunk Scottish people coming up to me going hope that's not hope you don't do that for an actual job <laughs> Oh my Wait, god! So you, you part of the contract was you had to sit and chat with someone. So we had to, I had to mingle afterwards for an hour. But you just spoke to one intern because the bosses were like, "We don't want to speak no. to him." <laughs> the kid sweated on stage for three minutes and then left. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk to that guy. So then some, and then I'm like, I'm obviously I should have if I'd been again a bit more uh, established or like just more used to that world. I've gone, look. I, don't want to stink out your night. Yeah. I'll go, remember, I'm going, mm, I want paid and they said I have to be here for an hour. So then he just had to send somebody. This really sad bloke who's dra- dragged away from his mates to talk to me. And I was explaining to him why the gig didn't work. Well, you see, the acoustics just aren't quite right, mate, and the front row are too far away from me. It was yeah. too late at night. And also people who don't know how stand-up works don't think that... They think that stand-up either works or it doesn't, like, yeah. like maths. Yeah, two plus two is four, or it's not. Well, the yeah. thing—the thing is, like putting on a band, you just can put it in a corner, and the sound will fill the room, and everyone will have a decent time. Yeah, but it doesn't. They sort of go, "I see no reason why the front row shouldn't be a full thirty empty meters of room away from the comedian." Terrible, amazing. It is crazy the amount of times you do gigs like that, particularly in the corporate world, where like the just the the money that's involved—not necessarily for you, but just in the event itself—and they've just the stuff they've just given absolutely no thought to. Yeah. And sometimes I've been at a gig where I've been dying, and they've got like amazing like string quartet in the hallway, and I'm like, <laughs> they would have smashed this. <laughs> Put them on the stage. They're, all they're doing is just people can hear them for five seconds on their way to take a dump. 
Hi, I'm Terry Gillamitz. You might know me from reading a bunch of dumbass quotes that make you feel good about yourself for two minutes before you stop and think about them and go, "Wait, what? That that didn't mean anything." Well, you're welcome. I'm here at my quote warehouse. It's a warehouse full of the quotes I've been collecting since I was 13. The age of 13 was when I began my lifelong commitment to quotes. <laughs> And when I I ended、um, any kind of free thought. And I put all the quotes I found in my life in this warehouse. I wrote them down on a little piece of paper. Whatever piece of paper I had at hand, you know, a napkin, a piece of A4, a cease and desist. I would write it down on that piece of paper and file it away in my quote warehouse. And any time I feel I need a little inspiration, I just come in here, Terry Gillamitz Quote Warehouse, and I stick my hand on a shelf and I just pull something out. Let's have a look now. Oh, here,、mm, here's one.、Mm. Uh, this one says. When life gives you worries, don't worry about your life. <laughs> I like that one a lot because it means nothing at all.、Uh, what about this one here? Oh,、uh, <laughs> this one says, "Brush your hair, or beware, or beware death." <laughs> Brush your hair, or beware death. Not really sure what that one means, but it sounds important.、Uh, here's another one. This is from a big golden box. This is where I put my absolute favorite quotes that I find. And this one says, "Ooh, this one says, whenever, whenever a butterfly flaps its wings, a fairy goes to jail." Ah,、oh, isn't that fantastic? A fairy goes to jail. I wonder what for. Um. So I just want you to know that here in my quote warehouse, the quote warehouse is here、um, all year long,、um, but it is locked from the inside. You can't get inside. You can't get in.、Um, these quotes are for me.、Um, there, I live here alone in the quote warehouse, and I I eat the quotes. I eat the quotes. Some of them are written on rice paper, so you know, those keep me going for a while.、Uh, and so don't come inside. Leave me alone. Um, I just keep an eye out for the quotes that I deign to share with the world.、Uh, here's one to leave you on. Let me take another quote out here. And this, oh, this one's quite apt. This one says, "Whenever you say goodbye, make、um, that.、Uh, whenever you say goodbye, that is making your bye good." There's something to think about there. Okay, I'm Terry Gillamitz. Go away. Ian, you're doing some stand-up shows here at Edinburgh. Yeah, but like in a small room, right? Yeah, little, little, small, like abandoned barn. How many people? Fifty. Fifty. It's great, right? To see、yeah. the islands, Ian Sterling, amazing. Yeah, yeah and they're not even fifty show up, really. Come on. It was booked so long ago. It's only like six quid. People just forget. Oh, interesting.、Uh, yeah. That's how, that's how that happens. But I don't really. I quite like it as well.、I、quite like a sort of two-thirds full. Fifty seat rooms to mess around. You're doing a whip, working pro,、mm. yeah, which is really good fun. I, I'm, I'm gonna do it a lot more. I'm just, it's done. It's really fun doing 
shown up with genuinely nothing. Yeah. And over two weeks just watching this sort of thing come together. And I thought I'd be doing a lot more writing during the day, but I've doing the hour every night, I've sort of come up generated so much stuff. Yeah. You're just in the moment there. Yeah. Are you talking to people in the crowd and stuff? I try not to, you know, just because I feel like it's valuable time that I could be using to do other stuff. I do like talking to the crowd is my favorite thing to do. Mm. What what kind of um because obviously you've done like full shows up here post post Love Island mm-hmm. success and you're obviously going to get like a, the crowds are going to be full of you know, fans of the show and whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas a work in progress in a smaller room is it a different crowd? Well, yeah, not really because because it's um, work in progress because it's a small room. I definitely find um, that it's older people uh-huh. because it's a small room, so it's sold out fairly quickly yeah, they're so it's organized. organized yeah there's no mm. there's no like group of friends in their late 20s coming along <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean yeah they have not got their shit together <laughs> they tweet me a lot can i get tickets no <laughs> no your grandmother's tickets. your, your grand <laughs> elsa's <laughs> brought five <laughs> these seats are uncomfortable can i have a pillow that's happens that's happened twice really to get a pillow for someone <laughs> Oh, son, I've been sat out in that uh, seat same. out the front. This is the celebrity life, folks. Oh, it's a poison chalice. You have to just bring pillows everywhere. But yeah, so definitely it's an older skew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very young people and very old people because those yeah. are the ones that organise shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, like, the young mega super fans. Yeah, basically the millennial generation have not come to see this <laughs> so far. you got boomers and Zed. I've got boomers and Zed and very little in between. <laughs> I've basically got people that'll be I mean, living in the ocean in a few years and the people that caused it. Yeah. So you Oh, I thought you meant you're gonna like you were going to drown all these old people. <laughs> oh god no. Oh god no. <laughs> better not keep coming to my They're job. more than welcome to come. Sometimes because I I I think it's just a Scottish grannies. Yeah. You can't you cannot offend a Scottish granny. I you think that's I, oh, I think they're not very like religious and sort of maybe Maybe the baby G, the baby Jesus is maybe off limits, but you can say yeah. there's some of the stuff you can say. My gran was from uh, the Orkneys, and she was very like didn't like swearing or whatever. But that was like a preference rather than an offense thing. I think you're right. They've seen yeah. they've seen too much. Well, I think they don't like it in their day to day life. But when they think, oh, this is actually allowed, it reminds them. Oh, it's just, it's just what it was like back in the day. You can't say anything that they've not seen. Like you could talk about like, do you mean like? Oh, so there was this big, massive fight, and a guy got chucked in the back of a van. And she'd be like, "Ah, my John done that." <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times, and it was innocent back then. No one got hurt. <laughs> it, was it was fine. It was just violent. What's it like? Because you're from Edinburgh, you're yeah. up here. Yeah. What's it like seeing it turn into the fringe? I always feel like it's. It must be like you know when you're a kid and when your friends come over, your parents suddenly become this alien, like really nice version of themselves. Yeah. And like, this is, that's not dad. What are you, why are you talking like that? Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that what it's like? It, it, is a little, it is a little bit like that. The thing, the one thing is, well, I'm from like the outskirts and we never, where I grew up, we never ventured into town. You know, oh, yeah. or the, we called it the shops. Yeah, what, you call town yeah. the shops? Yeah. yeah, you're going to go in the shops today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do I find that so funny? You've got to go down the shops. It's, like, the shops, how, it's yeah. not like how you call Coca-Cola and stuff juice. Juice. Fizzy Love juice. It. Fizzy juice? Fizzy juice. Can you're it, kidding. Can of juice. My, can my, I have a can of juice? And the guy would go, yes. 
and you get the I mean, that, that's like the kind of offensive thing an English person would make up about <laughs> what the Scottish say. My dad calls, still calls it cool drink. Cool drink? Yeah. <laughs> the only time my dad ever lost his temper was a very calm man. We were on holiday in Lanzarote, oh. and they were getting drinks, and uh, my dad ordered four Coca-Colas, and he went, do you not want a, a hot, like a beer? And I was like, no, I want a Coca-Cola. And he went, oh, a soft drink for a soft man. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was like, we're leaving! What? You know, he got so insulted by the guy. <laughs> the waiter said that? The guy, yeah, the waiter oh went, God. a soft drink for a soft man. Wow, And my wow. dad got us the hell out of there. Bloody hell. Do you want a beer? No, just a Coke. Oh, is that a soft drink for a soft man? <laughs> and my dad made us leave the restaurant well, crying, <laughs> proving that he was the hard man. Your dad, your dad was crying. He wasn't crying. That was <laughs> a comment. My dad's never cried. Well, I, I never knew That's he was why he has a shed. That's where he goes. Such an effective opponent of toxic masculinity, even before it was cool. Even know? before it was cool, the Lanzarotians were all over it. Or was, yeah. he just, was he actually just pissed off that you didn't sock the guy in the face? He was uh, probably annoyed that I didn't like defend his honour. <laughs> yeah, you didn't step. I up was enough. thirteen though. Well, that's old for Scotland. Just it is scary <laughs> the first time of so old. It is funny the first time you see your. Have you ever seen your when you see your parents properly lose their temper? Yeah. Well, I I, I saw my, my father lose his temper badly when I was very young, and he's actually mellowed over age. Yeah. So I haven't seen him like he was very frightening. Yeah, uh, I think but both, my parents have chilled out a lot over time. Yeah, from being quite up, they were quite uptight. They were the they were the most relaxed South African parents. <laughs> oh yeah, that's still uptight. <laughs> like, that's not a high bar. And uh, over time, they've been like, "Oh, it's okay for your kid to say the word damn." Yeah, like that level. People always make fun of Asian parents for being strict, but I mean, it's nothing on some of the African parenting I've seen. Like, oh, totally, incredible. To- no like the night I went to boarding school with a lot of Nigerians, mm-hmm. and we would just never see them on the weekend because they literally were not allowed out of the house. No, it was yeah. insane. That's quite common. Yeah, the, my my auntie is is Afrikaans, and uh, Afrikaners are even more strict than the than the sort of like white English speaking South Africans like me. They're like they're generally not not always, but on average more religious and stuff. My auntie drove to my cousin's school when he was 14 and pulled him out of a maths class without like asking or anything just like found him and came in and pulled him just out sniffed him out yeah like by, <laughs> by like his fucking ear or whatever like come on drove him back this is like the afternoon because she'd realized he hadn't put the cap back on the toothpaste and you're joking no way uh-uh, uh-uh. home do it watch them no do it. drove him back to school oh my god that's incredible scenes <laughs> and then my cousin, my cousin would tell me this, and my and he mom, must be like, he must have the whole way home. He's like, oh my god, she's found my like illegal porn collector. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, and then you see the toothpaste, and he's probably quite relieved. Yeah, well, then he would tell this to me, and like my mum would be like, you see, <laughs> I'm too nice to you, <laughs> letting your toothpaste all over the place like this. That is incredible. Yeah, that's the real deal. Yeah, like I once got thrown out of the Boy Scouts for just being awful the whole time. <laughs> and You'd as punishment, my dad was so embarrassed that he remained secretary of the Boy Scouts for about five years after I left. <laughs> just because he was so ashamed of the fact that I had sort of like let them down. Also, right. he had to pay back this debt. Yeah, of right. like his son's son. horrific behaviour. <laughs> did you did you stop an old lady from crossing the road? <laughs> I, I pelted her with a woggle. <laughs> What's a woggle? 
A woggle's the thing. Are you allowed to say that these days? <laughs> it's the scarf with the um the, the, the neckerchief. Oh, the necky. Oh, right, right, And the right, woggle's right. the thing that holds the necky together. You know, okay. like the kind of almost. It's almost like a belt buckle kind of device. It's like thing. a butt plug, but it's hollow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a what they teach plug, you. Plug, but it's hollow. Oh no, it's one of those. Are those those things people have in their ears? Oh, their like ears a tunnel. Massive. Yeah, yeah, tunnel. Yeah. Exactly. Like Slide it up. Yikes! Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, up the up the up the scarf, not up the butt. Not not like up your like. Yeah, gotcha. Your gullet. <laughs> Can't think of that word. It's embarrassing. Fairly basic. Picture a scarecrow who's learned how to snowboard, sliding down slopes with frost on his straw. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ring, ring. Letters. Letters. Keep Emails. Emails. Phone Correspondence. So we don't know... Uh, don't know how much of a fan you are of Bud Pod or if you've heard Phil's I, I Fucked a Dog Story. I've not heard I Fucked a Dog Story. It's not what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil was on the tube. And a homeless... I thought that guy was a very chill. <laughs> Jeff, you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phil, was wait, you were on the tube? I was on the tube in London, where the tube is, and um, I, I was sat just talking to someone I bumped, on, bumped into on the tube. And suddenly a guy on the carriage started going, uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, sorry, this is really uh, embarrassing. And we're all like, oh, here we go. Uh, and he continues, this is really embarrassing, ladies and gentlemen, but um, I fucked a dog! I fucked a dog! And people are like, what the hell? That is embarrassing! They're like, oh my God, I fucked a dog! I fucked when I was a child! I fucked a dog! And people are just like, what? People are like looking at each other, looking at the floor. You should and see said, Ian's face. And he said, I fucked a dog, but but I, I didn't come! I didn't come! He never like, said I didn't he did. come. He said, like, that would make it better. I didn't come! Should, wait, and the dog didn't come! This is the, dog the worst. Come in me. <laughs> this is the worst, like, I need a bit of spirit. Anyway, the point is. Have you got any change? Well, that's the thing. He went, I didn't come. I fucked a dog. And he ran down the carriage looking at the last people in the carriage. I fucked a dog. I fucked a dog. And then he took a couple of beats and he went, so yeah, if anyone has any change, I, <laughs> I nearly, really need the help. I, what? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Did anyone give him money? No. Of course not. <laughs> people were, were traumatized. What, so. did, what did he look? Did he look like he normal-ish? Uh, no, he's tall, like baggy, tr- like you know, tracksuit bottoms, and like yeah, he was a, a mess. But no, no <laughs> one would have guessed this much of a yeah. mess. So like, you thought he was might have come. Yeah. He might have come. I mean, there's a lot of space in those baggy trousers. Oh, yeah, my so God, that this... is the best. That is the. How have I not heard that story from you before? So, well, you I don't never, listen. Or, you never listen. call me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so this has become something of a meme now okay. on yeah. the podcast. Uh, Tom gets in touch and says, "Hello, friends." 
Uh, firstly, uh, uh, complimenting us on the correspondence jingle. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. We have a little jingle, nice. Ian. Can you, can, you, can you sing it? Um, it's very echoey. It's loads of voices. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a lot like news jingle. Like, um, correspondence. Spondent, spondent. It, it yeah. sounds better. I like it. No, I like that. I like that. Uh, secondly, I wanted it's you no to... Love Island, <laughs> it's no Love Island, It's no Tanae, but it's something. I'm getting a bone already. Pavlov's dick. <laughs> Tom, Tom says. <laughs> Secondly, I want you to know about a guys. I've gone day. on a slightly different route this year. Yeah, it's going to be uh, psychologically interesting. Uh, I want to. I want to let you know about a lovely day I spent recently doing some housework and singing along into my uh, singing along in my head to uh, Icona Pop's 2012 smash. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, why so lovely, you ask? Because my mind automatically switched the last few words of each line with, I fucked a dog. So, I got this feeling on a summer's day and fucked a dog. I crashed my car into the bridge and then I fucked a dog. I, I, I threw your shit into a bag and then I fucked a dog. I crashed my car into the bridge. I don't care. I love it. I didn't come. I didn't come. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Now, then I would have given that guy money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Um, a little boom box on his shoulder. Yeah. He says uh, it works so well and the hours absolutely flew by. Jack on, fellas. Tom. Thank you very much for that, Tom. That's, That's very a very good song. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I loved it. Oh my god. I crashed my car into a bridge. Is this that somehow? And then I'm like coming on the wreckage. Hey, come over here, little buddy. Come over here. <laughs> I think it's funny the the lesser stuff. What was it like the first bit she done when she like sort of just threw your clothes out? And then fucked your dog. I'm like, I don't need to know about the clothes thing. <laughs> the clothes are pale. I've comparison. forgotten about the clothes almost immediately. I'll, I'll, I'll buy up more clothes. Can What's this about? But give me my dog back. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. What else? So uh, Holly, Holly gets in touch. Hi, Holly. Uh, Holly, 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 chameleon. <laughs> yes, very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Uh, she says, I just committed the perfect flatulence-based crime, and I knew the Bud Pod would be the place to confess. Correct. Uh, it's very poopy, farty, jizzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Jackie, whiz-was. offy. Yes. Yeah, Jackie, offy. Um, while helping my mother do the washing up, I accidentally let loose a silent fart. Knowing what I'd done, I left the room to exit the scene of the crime, naturally. As I walked back into the kitchen, I saw my mother opening a plethora of empty Tupperware and sniffing each box before washing them in turn, <laughs> announcing that something in the kitchen must be rotten. Little did she know, it was my insides. <laughs> in, in, the, in the words of Pierre, I was crying. Uh, we were making fun of that whole meme talk, I think. Oh, yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah. crying and screaming. And yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's, funny. it's, it's exhausting. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, 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 it's the replacement for, like, Lamau. Yeah. yeah, and Rothel. Yeah. Oh, I'm screaming. Yeah, yeah. What? It, what? It, what? <laughs> Picture of SpongeBob with something <laughs> written underneath it. <laughs> Fuck off. How how sensitive are you to humour that like? You're you're. Yeah. Say, <laughs> you're frightened <laughs> by it. Francis, get off Twitter. You can't handle it. It's not like people have never seen jokes before and are just confused the first yeah. time they see one. <laughs> <laughs> 
like the, like cavemen seeing fire. Punchline. Punchline. Steve Steve has got in touch with an, also a fart story. So this is a real, what a bumper crop it is. Mm, Christmas mm-hmm. Steve, not a sound in the house. Uh, he says, I'm a, a recent convert to your pod, and after hearing your chat about uh, poo-poos and stinky smells on airplanes, I thought I'd get in touch. Uh, because one time I was the cause of an airplane stench, and I thought you'd like to know about it. Correct, Stephen. You were right. <laughs> stinky Steve! Stinky Steve! A few years ago, I was due to go to America for work. The day before, I was at a friend's wedding and became rather festive. (laughs) (laughs) Became festive. I became festive. As I met my colleague at the airport, it was immediately apparent that I had taken ale. I was deeply uh, unhappy uh, and pale and suffering all kinds of tummy trouble. We boarded the plane and we were delighted to find there was hardly anyone on it. Taken ale isn't hungover. Yes. Okay, I like that taken ale. Taken ale. I like that, I've never heard that. It's good, isn't it? Taking ale. I had taken ale. I claimed a three-seat row to myself. Pikey first class. That's right. Yes. That's the official term for that. Yeah, love it. Poor man's business, I call it. Yeah. Uh, I lay down and hoped to sleep off the worst of a banging hangover. My colleague lay on the row behind me and also went to sleep. After a while, I was awoken by my buddy. He'd claimed, sorry, he claimed that I had been releasing a lot of, quote, Spiced whispers. God. That's so great. <laughs> Spiced, Spiced whispers. whispers. That's a George Michael song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Spicy whispers on this airplane. So, <laughs> Spicy <After> whispers <laughs> all around <laughs> I was woken up by my friend (laughs) who said, uh, he said he claimed I'd been releasing a lot of spiced whispers and it stank so much he thought I was going to ass myself. (laughs) 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 I, I did have some issues bubbling up, so I went to the toilet. I sat in the stall and destroyed it. (laughs) With the power of my poo. It was horrible. It took ages. It felt like it would never end. At least the plane was quiet, so no one was likely to come in straight afterwards and endure my shame. Then, a knock at the door. (laughs) The knocking became more urgent, almost frenzied. It was Edgar Allan Poe. (laughs) (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe, anyone? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's the brand, isn't it? Highbrow and and pathetically lowbrow together. (laughs) Uh, Then the knocking became more urgent, almost frenzied. I summoned the energy to leave, muttering fuck's sake to myself. I closed the door behind me and was confronted by two air hostesses. What were you doing in there? One asked. Uh, Well, uh, ahem, I stammered, looking guilty and hoping no one had heard my grief from outside. Have you been smoking in there? Asked one, getting up in my grill. Uh, No, sorry, I don't smoke. Well, we can smell cigarette smoke and want to know where it's coming from. A silence. The air hostesses looked at each other and tacitly came up with a plan. I watched on horrified as one opened the toilet door, leaned her head right in, and inhaled a huge lungful of my vile, beefy emissions. Oh my gosh. She emerges crestfallen, (laughs) looking sick. He's been been smoking shits in there. (laughs) Big old turd cigars. He's been rolling up the shits. Oh my god. (laughs) So she huffs a big fucking lungful of poo gas. Proven uh, cigars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
somehow she's convinced I wasn't smoking. I slink off back to my seat without saying anything, a mixture of the deepest shame and huge amusement welling up inside me. I often wonder what would have been appropriate to say in that moment. After listening to your pod, I now know I uh, should simply have said, okay, thank you. I hope you like my story. Sincerely, keep jacking it, Steve. Stinky Steve, that's a good story. That was the greatest... The the references for the toilets... based humor were very good i liked it yeah yes yes were spiced whispers did they is. say did you say taking an s did you say did you shorten an s you didn't want to swear or is that what no you, you wrote said? s i was going to he said i thought i was going to s myself s myself i love that i think that's I, the bet that i've been the french festival for two weeks and that's the best thing i've heard i think i, th- I think oh, that guy i'm gonna absolutely s myself <laughs> i think that guy funny. might be a podcast devotee as it were of John Robbins and Ellis James because they can't swear right and so they often abbreviate it to like uh, like I remember I laughed a lot at once because I think Robbins was talking about going for a, a dump or putting on underwear or something or something about like you have to watch out for the old C and B's uh, <laughs> which are, as a way of referring to cock and balls is so funny it is yeah you know how they always say the unseen horror is always scarier than the seen horror yeah. I think like the unseen or unheard grossness yeah is always funnier like than the, seeing gross. Like back when the Bugle podcast was John Oliver and Andy Zaltzman, they would bleep the swearing because it used to be run by the Times. Back when right, newspapers yeah, yeah. paid for podcasts to exist. Extraordinary. Um, and then they, they moved to become independent and they said to the listeners, we can stop bleeping now. But everyone wrote in and said, please keep the bleeping because it was funnier. It is funnier. It's funnier. Like, and like <clears throat> pixelated dick and balls. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so much funnier than just a bare dick and ball. And then you might think so if I want the pixelation to go. And then it does. And you're like, ah. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. uh, I think that in my stand-up, I'm trying, you'll know. Especially when we lived together, every other word was an F. An F-er. Sure. It's like that thinking thing. I used to, it's it's like, a rhythmic thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I fucking went to the fucking. And you said whenever you're you're finding a gig a bit tricky, you, you swim. Yeah, that's like my. Uh, do you know my thinking? Uh, I put a nine. I go fuck, fuck, fuck. That. Fuck. So I was fucking, uh, fucking uh, <laughs> Inspector Rebus. That's it. I was fucking Inspector Rebus. <laughs> but I didn't come. But I didn't come, and he didn't come in me. <laughs> Can I have a quid? Uh, uh, let's see. We should probably let you in go soon. Yeah, that's true. We've gotten some good correspondence out of it. Um, sorry, we can't... Uh, listeners, sorry we can't go through all of your correspondence. Um, there's some more uh, crest action in the email inbox I've just seen as well. Although we've had some great crest action on Twitter. Yes, thank you for all our crests. All the crest suggestions. I'm enjoying the crests. It's really good work. you putting the stuff up. It's great. Yeah. It's really good work. The, yeah, there's some, real, there's some real talent. And also, like, how well-written the poo stories are. Oh, yeah. The pacing, the language. The, sta- oh, the, the standard of listener to this is, is pathetic. And I think high. every poster you get subsequently is going to be greatly improved by the phrase, I was about to S myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very funny. And I was going to S my peas. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, Ian. No, yeah, thanks for having me, is guys. Is there anything you want to plug, uh, Love Island? <laughs> Love Island is on. <laughs> Love Island is on um, 9pm on ITV2 uh, every day for the rest of eternity now, I think. Are you, are you doing the South African one? I think so, yes. No way, there's a South African one. There's a South have, African one. But then like, they were saying oh, it's an island and this is going to be in the Cape and the only island is like Robin Island. No, we're not doing Robin Island, I'm afraid. <laughs> just, just here in Nelson Mandela's cell. And like... if, if you don't pair up successfully, you get a life sentence. That'd be a good, that'd be an interesting series of Love Island. I mean, you know, we're just going to do it 
sort of an, in a land mass. Okay, I island. see. But it's still going to be called Love Island. It's still going to be really fun. Now it becomes a, an abstract philosophical island. It's always been that. Yeah. We've always, that's what we've always aimed for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that, that's back. Which goes to my website, www.ianiaindoesjokes.com. I mean, thank you so much for actually. I, I, careful now. Jeff's not a fan of uh, the website. It's, but it's website. not ideal timing, is it? Um, uh, come on, Jeff. Thank you so much for legitimizing our podcast with uh, genuine information about how to get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're very, you're very welcome for the exposure. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me, okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. A blood oh. debt. <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a great rest of the fringe. Have you too, as well. And listeners, have a lovely time. Keep jacking it. Keep jacking it. Keep jacking it. Bye. Bye. Bye.